0: Thank you for joining us.
1: Welcome, welcome everybody to the Pure Hope Show tonight. We are on live, so I hope that if any of you are listening, that you would choose to join us with any of your questions about walk-ins or vibration or star beams or ascension or whatever comes into your heart um, that you wish to call and no questions are too small to ask. I always tell my students that powerful and talented and skilled people always ask many questions to, um, to stay in their power. So stay open tonight, and please do call us. The number to call is, and I'll repeat this twice, is 213-559-2974. Press the number 1. My assistant will pick up, and she'll put you on the air with us. Again, the number is 213-559-2974. Press the number one, and you are on. The title of our program tonight is Walk-Ins, and all of you have been contacting me about walk-ins and what is that phenomenon. Walk-ins, Multidimensional Aspects of the Soul Experience. And tonight we have Yvonne Perry as our guest speaker. And she is a celestial shaman who has had multiple walk-in experiences. She helps people integrate multidimensional soul aspects of themselves. She is a practitioner of light codes, which we will be asking her about tonight. She offers one-on-one coaching to help people manage energy access and anchor their vibrations of the higher realms, and to live authentically. All of our programs in the Hope Interface Center are dedicated to helping people really live their authentic self. Her light language activations always assist people to remember their vibrational expression as a tool to create positive change in their lives, and also, of course, in the world at large. Yvonne Perry is the author of several books, including Walk In's Among Us, Open Your Personal Portal to Cosmic Awareness and Light Language Emerging, Activating Ascension Codes, and Integrating Body, Soul, and Spirit. Also, the other exciting news is if all of you have been listening and to my other programs, Yvonne has said yes to our very successful event that happens right here at the Hope Interface Center called the Star Gathering. And there is no keynote speaker at this Star Gathering. The people who have come really like that because we try to make it a keynote experience for all of us. Lots of activations, lots of integrations, lots of ahas and awareness and skills and abilities come out during that uh, conference that we have here. It's going to be happening next year on June 13th and 14th in the year of 2020, a very important year. If you are interested in that information, you can certainly sign up. Uh, And if you do sign up between now and January 30th, you'll get a $20 discount on that ticket. It'll be $202 for two fabulous days. Our website is www.hopeinterfaithcenter.com. Also, you can call us at 507-386-1242. Our program is uh, also a wonderful archive. That Tonight's program, if you're not able to Listen, uh all of our programs are always archived on our program, so it is all there for you to listen to. So we're going to say hello to Yvonne right now, please welcome Yvonne Perry to our program tonight. Hello, Yvonne. How are you? I'm good, Hope. Thank you so much for having me on the show and Where are you calling from? I think I
0: once knew where you were located <laughs> i'm I'm near Nashville, Tennessee.
1: Nashville, I was there this summer. What a beautiful, beautiful place. Beautiful place. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. well, I'm going to ask you right away since walk in is not a new phenomenon to me, but for many people, uh, the word or the term walk in is kind of a new word or a new phenomenon that they have not. Understood. So could you explain to our listeners what a walk-in is and where do walk-ins come from?
0: Sure. Well,
1: let's start,
0: first of all, by thinking about where any of us came from. Did we come from source? Did we come from stars, other planets, other universes? Yes, to all of those, we are expressions, multidimensional expressions of source, source having an experience through each and every one of us. <clears throat> so when we walk in the first time, it's probably in utero, each of us taking the form of a body as spirit. And for some, it seems that the mission or the um, accomplishment that was intended for that soul in that body um, is completed maybe a little bit above or beyond Um, the, or faster than the timeline um, because, you know, just things just lined up or maybe sometimes things just got too rough. Life just took its toll and the psyche was not able to bear up to it or the body was um, beginning to fail. Um, Many times there's uh, like a suicide attempt or, or a death urge, really strong death urge that is facilitating the exit of the natal soul or the one that walked into the body at birth or in utero. When that happens, the body could die, but it seems like lately we're hearing more and more about a walk in where a different aspect of the soul or maybe a different soul in the uh, monadic complex steps into the body and begins to um, have its own mission built upon the foundation of the natal soul. Sometimes there's a walk along where the natal soul remains and a new consciousness or a new aspect of that soul comes in and they braid and they walk together, sometimes temporarily but sometimes permanently. Um, So what we have here in understanding the multidimensional aspects of ourselves is that we could be having a visitation or rotation of ourselves, our soul, on multidimensional levels coming into the body. We mm. may have an angelic self coming in. We may have uh, an ET, which I believe is very similar, but some type of an extraterrestrial version of ourselves stepping in. We could have a past life addition of ourselves or a version of ourselves coming in. And I believe that the reason we're seeing it so much at this time is because we are in a state of ascension as humanity is uh, evolving. The earth is evolving into a higher or a more pure frequency of consciousness, of love, of uh, community-mindedness, of oneness. So we are seeing ourselves as the veil is lifting. Here we are at Halloween and the veil is said to be thinner between worlds, well, what does that mean? All that means is we are able to see or feel or experience other dimensions, other vibrational realms, and that's kind of what a walk-in is. We are moving through the realms, through the fabric of the universe, through the fabric of our consciousness, and developing uh, here in this lifetime or maybe this lifetime, the soul that began here comes over and takes some uh, precedence in or has has some influence in a different lifetime. We are beginning to do away with because we are beginning to understand that there's not really a timeline. It's not really linear. I like to think of it as uh, a fabric, maybe some type of a gauzy or organza fabric that's light and loose. And if you just piled it onto a table and just fluffed it up, every place that that fabric touches itself is another consciousness, is another part that can interact with Mm. itself, like a network of some sort. So rather than it being uh, past life, future life, now life, um, it's more like all simultaneous lives are accessing so much more. We're so much more aware of that now. And that's why the walk ins hmm. are happening so much more often. Hmm.
1: So, when did you become aware that you were a walk in? How did that happen? Well, to you when you became. That was in
0: the first time that I really had a huge shift was in 1999. And I was going through. Um, some really uh, big changes in my physical life and my marriage and where I was living and in family and situations and work and <laughs> everything was changing for me and emotionally I was unable to to deal with a lot of that and I kept uh, feeling like I was going out of my body and yet something very strong was coming into my body more like a helper And uh, I didn't know what to attribute it to at the time. I was, uh, you know, I was in religion. I I had a very uh, small understanding of the universe and of what is possible for us. Um, So I had been programmed very strongly with um, what I'm supposed to believe. And then here I go having an experience that's beyond what has been taught to me is normal or even possible. Um, But what happened was, In 1999, I began to have some big shifts consciously uh, and not understanding. I began to leave organized religion. I was leaving a marriage. I had moved three times um, in uh, three different states in less than five years. And my soul, the natal soul, was just not able to keep up with that. And so a companion version of myself walked in. It felt like a soul exchange because everything changed so dramatically, so fast. The likes and the preferences um, for me changed. I began to work. For the first time, I had been a a stay-at-home mom. And so I began to, to take a job to support myself after I had left that marriage. And it probably wasn't until about three years later that I realized that I had had a walk-in. What uh, I, the best way that I could term it, as a, a Christian at the time, uh, not understanding reincarnation or having any uh, basis or background in that, I didn't. The best I could do was say it felt like I had died and come back in the same body.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Wow. You know, at our last star gathering that we had here in June, we literally had about six walk-ins that occurred during that convention mm-hmm. and conference. Mm-hmm. And I, do you, do you remember Reverend Joy Chapman at all? I know that she was a big component. Yeah, she was um, in walk. Yeah, she was.
0: Uh uh-huh. I believe I've spoken with her on the phone.
1: Yes. Yes. She was here at our last conference and helped a lot of people integrate because. Many of the people mm-hmm. didn't quite know exactly what was happening. So, when people come to whether it is conferences or sometimes, like when people do pilgrimages to Egypt or Israel or Chichen Itza or Peru, or Machu Picchu, is there, do you believe that in those areas, when there's a collective of consciousness, that walk ins occur more often or easier? Or- I do. I absolutely do. I think sometimes it's already in process, it's
0: already in progress, and then you get into a very high vibrational field, a collective group field, and it makes the facilitation of the walk-in so much easier uh, because everyone there is helping to hold the vibrational field for that walk-in to occur. So, yes, it is more common when there are star
1: gatherings like that. Hmm, hmm. So when a person has a walk-in, um, in your observation or knowledge and expertise, do new skills? I know when my walk-in occurred, I had a new ability, like, to smell things but I felt was mm-hmm. beyond this dimension. So yes. is that what usually happens with walk-ins? It can happen. Physical changes to the
0: body, eye color or size or shape can happen. We've seen skills uh, that we didn't have before, languages that came in that the person had not learned before. We've seen um, just all kinds of things because we're beginning to access broader versions of ourselves multidimensionally. So when we have these huge shifts like this, it opens up the DNA. I mean, at some point in humanity, these bodies were able to not die, to do miracles. They, you know, we read about it all through history where miracles occurred and it was commonplace. But now we have been so, I guess, shut down or relegated down to two strands of DNA to exist and to just barely survive this realm. We have forgotten how powerful we are. So I believe that what's happening many times with these walk-ins and star gatherings and in spiritual uh, places where that vibration is very high, like those places you mentioned, what we have is an opening of the DNA, the, the activation of the DNA beginning to bring back online these gifts, skills, talents, abilities that we've had in other lifetimes.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Is there such a thing As a hybrid walk-in I've heard that term used And I don't quite know Understand what that means There's a certain definition That goes
0: along with that (laughs) Well what I'm understanding About hybrids is That there is an ET version Of ourselves That walks with us And many times we have DNA From our Uh, genetic ancestors from the stars as well as our human ancestors from the earth plane and so a hybrid is a combination of et and human i I believe that some of the children that we see coming in now are hybrids
1: hmm hmm Wow, you are fascinating. You have a lot of – you don't say one um or ah, or you know this stuff. You do know this stuff. Uh, And I love that. I love talking to people who really kind of walks their walk and uh, does their stuff. So how do you know that you're a multiple walk-in? Well, for me, it is the shifts that I occur, and these
0: have become so much smoother That I notice things that are different, I notice I'm doing things different, or my skill set has opened up again, or my likes and preferences uh, have changed, or that I'm more empowered. Something that used to bother me or that I was afraid of is no longer an issue. It's like there's a lot of resolving um, and, and bringing into a new vibration the consciousness, and so, when I have that happen, I always wonder, have I integrated a walk-in or another version or a higher version of myself? Uh, and it seems to be that that has happened multiple times. Uh, generally, before that happens, you know, you, you like I compare it to being in the birth canal. And we're, we're coming forth. And... Pushing and pushing and birthing and it's it's hard for the mother and the baby at that time there's stress and there's tension and there's worry and there 's concern that for me is an indication that a walk in is about to occur because you're birthing and you're coming into something new, a new level, a new uh, realm of existence, of perspective, uh, things changing in the way you see things, the way you respond, the way you do relationships. A lot of things change when that uh, new up level comes. Um, for me, it's, it's usually like custard's Last Stand kind of thing. <laughs> You know, it's like everything that I have learned on this level is being challenged to the oomph degree. And my life feels just like, oh, I just want to give up. It feels so stressful and chaotic. And if I'll just remember, this has happened before. And this means that we're moving up a level. I can relax into the flow and just allow whatever needs to be transmuted in order for me to leave behind that old version of myself and come into the new reality, it helps me relax and to flow into that. Uh, a lot of times, what causes a, re- a walk in not to happen smoothly or organically and it causes um, some upset and trauma is because we resist it so much. We're afraid of it. We don't understand it. That's why I love doing calls like this because I can help people understand that what they're going through is normal and it's okay. You're just integrating more of who you really are, your multidimensional self, your simultaneous or parallel lives. And you're beginning to experience that in your daily life.
1: Wow. Wow. I think you tapped into this, but what is the difference between a soul braid? How is that different? Maybe it's not, but how do you see it as different from a walk-in experience, a soul braid? Well,
0: yeah, because there's several different ways that we can view a walk-in. A walk-in can be soul aspects that are rotating in and out, flowing in and out. They can be uh, simultaneously in the body at the same time, which would be the braid, where you've got um, almost like two consciousness, um, like there's two individuals in the body. Um, they learn to work together. Uh, the more um, fluid and easy the walk-in occurs, the more integrated it is. The more these two aspects will will merge together. And find common ground to support one another and to move up. And that's that clearing process that I was talking about earlier where things feel a little chaotic right before the birthing. Um, Those things get worked out as the walk-in is coming in so that there can be a a more ease um, of well-being for the body, more flow. Uh, relaxation into knowing that this is a a spiritual phenomenon that's not uncommon. It's just something that we're not as familiar with. So your question is about the braid. That's where you're you're feeling many sometimes, not just one, but several of your versions of yourself kind of moving in and out. For me, if I'm writing a book, I have a different consciousness that's with me that's like the angel on the shoulder kind of thing but it integrates more into the body to more into my mind and into my thinking into my fingers as I type or write and I can feel that consciousness flowing through my body. Now, if it's something else, like when I'm working with a client, I may have a version of myself walk in that knows the language of that soul and begins to speak to that soul on its vibrational level in order for the transformation that is needed for that version of that soul to be upgraded at that time. And then after that session is over, I'm no longer carrying that particular vibration or version of myself. It's more like plugging in to the body what is needed, like a switchboard. If you can imagine those old timey switchboards that my mother worked for um, Southern Bell when when she was much younger, and they would have these cords, kind of like RCA jacks, that they would plug into the wall uh, to connect this party with that party. And that's kind of the way I see some mm-hmm. of these walk-ins as. Being, you know, like a temporary or a rotational basis, coming in and connecting where it needs to in the grid, in the network, to do a specific task. And then it's disconnected or unplugged until it is later needed. Um, You know, you always have access to the entire board. (laughs) So it's not Hmm. like it's lost just because it steps aside for a
1: moment. That's a great, great visual. That is a great visual. So when people channel, are they really channeling another entity or soul or consciousness or are they, are they channeling, like you said, um, and they just put it in one of those holes into the, um, and, they're, and they're feeling another strand of their higher consciousness? I think
0: it's a strand of their higher consciousness. In fact, I believe that we are our own guides. I know that's kind of different, yes. you know, that, think about that for a moment, but how much more would you know what you need to evolve yourself and your own soul except that you on a higher level have already evolved, have already ascended, and you know exactly what needs to happen in order to reach that level of enlightenment. Certain secrets of events need to happen. Certain exchanges need to happen. Certain aspects need to come in. Um, it's, it for me, it's like, okay, right now, here's a perfect example. I'm in the middle of a move, and so I'm sitting here in a room that is normally my office, and right now I've got stuff in it like an ironing board and, and suitcases and boxes because I am in transition. I already have the vision of where I'm going. I already have a house that I'm buying. I'm still waiting for certain things to fall into place. A lot of moving parts here behind the scene with the lender, um, with the the title, with the sale of this house, with the purchase of that house. And all of it has to work together in order for me to be able to step into that front door of that house and have it completely mine so that I can begin the new life that has already been ordained for me. So, we are our own guides, making sure that that's happened. We're working behind the scenes to make the make sure that this connection is met, that this resource is there, that this condition is met so you know if you look at it like a, a real estate transaction, it's like the body becomes um, a vessel or a conduit or a property for us to be able to flow energy through really while we're here. Um, from my understanding, why we're here is to overcome and integrate lower aspects of ourselves. And by lower, I don't mean inferior. I just mean less evolved, uh, more under the programming, more behind the veil, more blinded uh, in its understanding and remembrance of itself as a complete unit. And so we are here to help the mind and the emotions come into alignment with the higher aspects of ourselves. And when we do that, it feels like a stepping up of energy or a walking in of a higher essence of ourselves. It's like recollecting. (laughs) Recollecting parts of ourselves that have fragmented and coming together in
1: wholeness and oneness. what is your definition of ascension? Because there's so many definitions of ascension. Some people believe mm. that the earth is ascending and a new planet is coming. And what would be your definition then when you say, well, because our planet right now is in ascension and that's why more and more walk-ins or like the threads of our mm. consciousness are coming in. Well, what is your definition of ascension?
0: Well, I think it's something personal for each one of us as we are integrating more of ourselves and we are on that path to bring in wholeness that we are guided by ourselves as guides, jurisdicting and helping in operational procedures for the body, for the mind, for the soul, for the whatever to come into wholeness. Now, we're doing that individually, but we're also doing it collectively and that birthing process that I was talking about where it feels so chaotic and there's so much tension and there's resistance well that's what the earth is going through right now so she's having her own birth pains her tornadoes her tropical storms her wildfires earthquakes tsunamis all of that saying that the earth is also ascending and coming into a higher version of herself where each of us doing our own personal ascension and coming into wholeness and into alignment with more love, more light, um, less of the separation mindset that we have been um, trying to navigate our lives with, all of that culminating individually is creating a mass consciousness shift And whenever higher consciousness comes into the body, that body may resist. When it's coming into humanity collectively, the whole human race may feel that resistance. And that's some of the stuff that we're seeing in the upheaval and wars and things that are going on uh, systemically, uh, government-wise, world uh, scenarios uh, with... All of that is a cleansing process, and that's what the ascension is, cleansing out anything that has caused us to believe in separation. Right now, duality mm-hmm. is at an all-time high. <laughs> we see the, the strong coin the, the both sides of the coin at the same time we see that loving graceful peaceful um, part of ourselves and we also see that shadow side coming into alignment showing itself up calling out for help calling out for healing uh, as it comes into that many times there is that resistance but the more we can love even that part of ourselves that is out of alignment that's angry that feels so much chaos and and tension, and even once uh, things that are contrary to what we know is best for ourselves, if we can even love that part of ourselves, it will help to bring it into integration and help it to come into flow with the oneness and the truth of our beingness, that we are divine. We've had an experience that has caused us to forget that. And so the ascension for me, long, long answer for your question, but the ascension for me is all of us coming back into the alignment of us having never left the wholeness, the oneness, the allness hmm. of ourselves, of our source. Hmm.
1: Hmm. I love that definition. I love that definition. Is it possible to have a negative walk-in? people will ask me that all the time. Is it possible that you would have a negative walk-in from a soul string of Hitler, let's say, or? Um, Well, I
0: assume that they're talking about more like a possession, which is coming from a stream of consciousness that is in a very low vibration. Um, That also is coming in to be integrated. You know, if you look at it and you say, okay, Where is the line between good and evil? Where do you draw that line in the sand and say, this is bad, this is good? It's only the values that we have placed upon it that causes us to make that differentiation. In Hitler's mind, he was doing what he felt like was right. He was following. He had a different core value. He had a different set of values. Than the standard typical person. Uh, they're uh, just a very low vibration of himself. So, do we mm-hmm. all have that? Don't we all have a shadow side? Don't we all? It's our choice and our background, our upbringing, our programming that teaches us what is acceptable, what is normal behavior, what is good behavior, what is bad experience. But if we take the value system off of it, and we no longer have good or bad, it's just an experience. So yes, yeah, so a person has a bad experience. Maybe it's like they feel like a negative aspect of themselves came in. Okay, so if it did, what do you do with it? How do you integrate that negative shadow side of yourself that we all are dealing with, some to but larger degrees than others? It's Mm -hmm. all going back Mm -hmm. to love, loving ourselves, even when we feel like we're a bad person, even when we've been programmed to believe that we're bad or that we're we're not good enough, uh, comparing ourselves to others, feeling like we have lack and therefore we have to steal from someone else in order to uh, have enough for ourselves or if it's an addiction that we're trying to run from because we don't want to look at the shadow side and we don't know how to integrate that part of ourselves that is l- considered less than. But I have to ask you, is it less than or is it just part of the same coin? Is it just the other side of the same coin?
1: Mm-hmm. And to integrate that would be to love it.
0: Love it. Yeah. Matt Kahn mm-hmm. has a great audio on YouTube. <clears throat> uh, love what arises. Uh, In other words, when something (laughs) bad about ourselves comes into play and it comes up for healing, it is asking to be helped. It's asking like a child that was traumatized. It's coming back with all of its stuff, all of its issues and saying, do you love me even like this? Do you love me even in my woundedness, even in my bad behavior? Do you love me? even when I'm not feeling good enough. And when we can stop judging ourselves and stop condemning ourselves, we will stop condemning one another. I believe that much of this comes from our idea that God is a punishing God and that God is something other than love, that God is uh, judging and condemning humanity, that humanity is somehow an outcast, If we can see ourselves as an extension of source, an extension of God, extension of love, being expressed in all of its multifacets, in all of its experiences here on this planet, we can begin to love ourselves and not have wrath and condemnation for ourselves. Many times our view of God, a punishing view of God, causes us to feel like we need to punish ourselves or to punish someone else. If they're not like us, if they're
1: different Mm -hmm. from us,
0: because that causes them to be separate. And so we're going back again to that separatist mindset, which is what causes all the turmoil within each of us and within our society.
1: Mm -hmm. So how did this expression of your higher self and of your multidimensionality as it came into you and you became to recognize it and be it. And um, how did that work with being married and perhaps having children? I mean, lots of times when we hear about ascension or wake up or integration of a walk-in, lots of times our family members or a significant other, um, it it doesn't work anymore. It doesn't work anymore. That's right. That's exactly. walking. Okay, is that what mm-hmm. happened in your life? Then mm-hmm. you had a walk-in. That's in?
0: exactly what happened in '99. I left. A, <clears throat> I left a 22-year marriage. I had been married since I was 17 to the same person. And when I had the walk-in, I no longer had any resonance or frequency with that person. I had that version of my soul had no contract with that person. And so it was time for me to leave um, that marriage just because I needed to grow personally. And I felt like he was not going to be able to support the ministry that I knew I was bringing in. That, um, you know, and that same thing has happened again. I have outgrown uh, the partner that I have been with for the second 19 years. And it feels like to me, within the last two months, I have had another walk in. And I know I pinpoint the day and time that it happened because we were having one of those high energy weekends where we had a lot of uh, intercessors, a celestial shaman workshop here at the house. And the people there prayed for me, and I prayed for them, and we saw some uh, miraculous things change, and I felt very, very shifted after that. And unfortunately, I had to tell my husband that I feel like our uh, partnership has reached its conclusion that um, I need to move on in order to reach the next phase of my ascension and of my mission. And, of course, that hurts a lot. I mean, I still love him. He still loves me. We're still cohabitating together until Friday (laughs) when we close on both houses and we go our separate ways. But that's just the gentleness of being able to love without being overly attached to staying with someone when you know in your soul that the next phase cannot occur with that person. That the next thing that you're bringing in needs to either be alone, that's what I am choosing, uh, is to be alone and to really buckle down into my own personal ascension and see where it leads me from there. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, a lot of times when a person walks in, life changes occur, relationships occur, family members feel like strangers, uh, we no longer have association, our friends fall away. It's all about vibration. Sometimes, <laughs> you know, and the vibrational compatibility, the alignment, the resonance, the contracts, the vows that we have with other people, uh, sometimes just don't fit with the new version of ourselves.
1: Mhm. Mhm. I think for I, I've been married for thirty-five years, and what ha- I was married once before, and then with my current husband, what I have seen in our relationship is that when I went through a walk-in. And then I would say, I think I have to leave the marriage. And then what happened Uh is that Uh he probably wouldn't even call it a walk-in. I don't know, but he knows the terminology. But I believe then a Mm walk-in happened to him. And then Mm -hmm. we were a vibrational Mm -hmm. match again. There you go. Which is really interesting to watch. Yes. And (laughs) I'm thankful for that because that has been, it's been interesting to watch how I walk in. And then uh, we're not in alignment, and then he has a walk in, and then all of a sudden we're mm-hmm. al- in alignment with each other mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. Are you seeing that mm-hmm. more so on the planet right now?
0: You know what? That's up to the individual. That it's really, I mean, if okay. your husband had not been willing to evolve into the higher version of himself, you would not be able to stay together. else you would be very Correct. miserable. <laughs>
1: Um, you know, yeah, And, and I
0: have seen my husband have um, multiple opportunities for him to have the walk-in, for him to have the upgrade, and there was just too much resistance for him to really yield and submit to that. Um, but I feel like with what we're going through now, the opportunity that I've offered him uh, in losing me, I guess, you know, he feels that way, he is changing he really is changing, but I think it would take so much change for him to come into vibrational alignment with the ministry that I am here to um, to bring forth. We're just not. It would take too much, and it would slow me down to wait for him. Does that make sense?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Because mm-hmm. I told that mm-hmm. same thing to my husband. You, you either got to walk in or I need to walk out because, um, because that's how much my ministry meant to me as well. That's
0: how mm-hmm. much my yes, ministry. Yes. So t-
1: talk to us a little bit about your ministry. I know that I talked about it in the beginning of the program, but what mm-hmm. would you say your main ministry as a walk-in is here upon the planet?
0: It is to teach people how to manage energy. These walk-ins themselves are energy upgrades and teaching people how to work with energy, whether it's mental energy or emotional energy or relationships. All of it comes back to how we see ourselves, how we view ourselves. So a lot of the ministry that I'm doing is changing patterns, changing coding uh, sequences in the emotional coding The grid of the body, the grid of the mind, the grid, the network that is our individual um, characteristic, if you will, that feeds everything, our experience. I teach people how to live from the inside out, but when they come to me many times, they are so attached to out there that they're living their lives to please other people. They're living their lives Uh, due to the programming, they're trying to conform to something that is not them, that is not authentic. My role in that is to bring them to a place uh, within themselves that they can reconnect with that divine ancient knowledge and wisdom of who they are and to bring in and integrate as many of their multidimensional selves as possible so that they can have a more peaceful experience here on earth so that they can ascend faster. So a lot of that is done, like the coding is done through the language of light, uh, through the symbols of light, through uh, gesturing with, uh, with the hands and directing energy with the hands and with the body. Um, it's, it's a mystery to me. I, I still don't understand all of it about light language. All I know is that when I experience it and when someone else is experiencing it um, under a transmission that I am offering them, things change. They change quickly. They change obviously. They change tangibly. And something that was bothering them before... Is no longer bothering them, or they see it from a totally different perspective. And all the things that they held in head knowledge becomes heart knowledge that can be expressed to change their outward life. They start living from the inside out. They start living from the authentic place of who they are rather than trying to conform to everything everyone else has expected of them. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: When one integrates the many threads of their exceptional vibration, multi dimensional self, uh, lots of talk amongst light workers or energy workers, where do you stand when it comes to becoming a vegetarian versus a carnivorous? upon the planet. I don't consider one right or wrong, or good or bad, or left or right. Mm, right. But I just wonder. what's your? Yeah. 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 Well, I
0: have gone all the way to vegan, and I've lived vegan lifestyle. I've lived vegetarian lifestyle. Right now, I since this walk in two months ago, I have uh, started eating meat again. I was not expecting that. It had actually turned me off to the point where I saw meat or smelled it cooking. It would actually make me want to throw up. <clears throat> now, within the last two months after that shift, I again began uh, to crave meat and to want that in my uh, in my body. So that is just one of those weird things that I have, think has to be a personal preference, and it may not be mm-hmm. a lifetime thing. It's a vibrational thing. And so for me to sit here and judge somebody else because they're not vegetarian or they eat me is totally wrong because that removes from them their power of choice to listen to their guidance, to follow their intuition for what is right for them, their soul, their mind, their body, their spirit at that time. It could change later. But what, is, what are you feeling is your best path at this time
1: yeah well thank you for that because I think that a lot again spiritual teachers, walk-ins, channelers whatever that they become I call them a bit of like vegan Nazis or (laughs) vegetarian <laughs> Nazis, and, and they begin to judge. And even as, you know, for me, I'm a multiple walk-in, and I always wondered, like, there are times that I go home, I don't eat a lot of meat, but there are times that I go home and I tell Paul, my husband, I need bait, I just need meat. And it's like my body uh-huh. just needs meat. And mm-hmm. um, so that's very helpful, very helpful to know that our walk-ins might need mm-hmm meet for some mm-hmm. reason. And like you said, it might change. It might change. It, it might, might change. change, exactly. And mm-hmm. I think it's important mm-hmm.
0: for us to really listen to our inner guidance and know what we need, rather than trying to conform, again, to the standards that somebody else is setting for us.
1: Yes. Bingo. <laughs> yes. Bingo. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Well, what if a celestial shaman? Love, for me, that is, words.
0: yeah, uh, that term came to me because I was asking the universe. It's like, it is so hard for me to explain what it is that I do. I don't even understand all of it. I know I work with codes and with uh, frequencies and bandwidths and um, what have you. I said, but what is it actually that I'm doing? And they said, you're not an earth shaman, although you're doing a lot of shamanic working. And I do a lot of drumming um working with, you know, the earth itself and with herbs and things. I, I love essential oils and what have you. So I, I like working with earth components. But there's been this ET side of myself that is very aware of the uh, psycho, psychic part of the person that is totally run by codes. That's totally run as an operating system like a computer. And it can receive upgrades, and it can receive downloads, and it can open applications. And that part of me is the celestial shaman that's working with those codes, that's working to change programming in a person's psyche or their mental field or their emotional field or their body grids, their DNA. Uh, and all of that is done through, through the light language transmissions. Hmm. Hmm.
1: So when people come to you, do you have work with people who have cancer and illnesses that you can help them with that light language or that celestial shaman energy to kind of help reactivate or align them with their higher grid or higher energy field or...
0: Right, my focus is not on the body itself, it's on what's causing the body to be in disrepair. Many times when yeah. we shift the things that are in the programming and we recode it, the body will automatically respond with its own self-healing. I don't do the healing for them. I change things in the in the patterning, in the programming, in yeah. the codes so that they can come to a place of neutrality in their own understanding, and see themselves uh, differently, and from that guidance within, they will know if they need to change their diet. They'll know if they need to exercise more, if they need to drink more water, if they need to do this or that. They're going to be able to align more with their own intuition and their own guidance to find out what it is uh, what is the purpose of the illness? What is causing the illness? How to minister to the self, to the body, and bringing wholeness there. I don't do the healing. I just hold space for all this stuff to come through and for that person to find mm-hmm. their
1: highest potential in that moment. Mm-hmm. 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 Let's talk about Walk-In International. I know that we were talking about that before the program started, and mm-hmm. I was a member mm-hmm. of that.
0: I don't know mm-hmm. if you know, remember
1: yeah. Christina Rose at all? Um, She used to be that at name Chicago. name sounds real familiar. And, yeah, she is the yeah, one. Yeah, the name, he is the one. He is. Yeah, and BJ King. I remember BJ King. Yes, being yes, I remember BJ. Yeah, B. J. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so because there is such an outstanding number of walk-ins coming into the planet at this time, why do you think that the dissolution of We International came to a halt or an ending when there's such a, a need right now. And that's one of the reasons why I asked you to come to the Hope and fifth.: yeah, Center for yeah. the Star Gathering, because I'm wondering if you're feeling um, assistance in re navigating that, reissuing that as a necessary thing here upon the planet. Well, that is
0: one of the missions that I have is to work with Walkins and help them integrate and help them understand the process that they're going through. Um, when Ranoli, I don't know if you remember Faith Ranoli, she was one of the presidents. I do. Um, okay, so Faith and I were friends, and as she began to make her transition, she did not want to let go of Walkins International. She held the LLC for the organization. So she conferred upon me the presidency of WE International. However, the LLC was in Colorado. And rather than trying to resurrect something that was obviously down now to one person, the person holding the LLC and and calling themselves president, she conferred that upon me and then from my guidance, I took it into the digital age. What we had been doing before, um, the Internet came in. We were meeting in person. And I still love meeting in person with the walk-ins. And I want to do more of those conferences. And, you know, that was one reason I'm so excited about being able to come and share with your group is because that is part of my mission. And I feel like that's part of what's opening up for me in this new phase is to be able to gather the walk-ins together uh, to do more speaking engagements, to go out. Where I have been in this place, this house that I'm in uh, tonight, has been a retreat center where I've had people come here for healing, for classroom, um, for hands-on learning, where I have taught them and where I've imparted to them um, the the codes that they need to carry their mission forward. That phase for me feels like it has ended. However, I have a group that at one time was up to 700 members on Facebook called walk-ins among us, which was my version of taking we international forward into the digital age, into social networking, into online communication. So that's, um, we, we would, with the, some of the admins and I a few years ago, well, um, not, not a year ago, I guess, decided that the group was losing its focus and was not uh, remaining a safe place where people could actually discuss their walk in experience. Um, so we began weeding uh, them out by, by emailing everyone on the list and letting them know that they had a month to respond if they wanted to be left in the group. And from that, we probably whittled the group down to uh, probably less than a couple hundred so that we could keep a pure core of people who were truly walk-ins, who truly had an interest in growing as walk-ins, and would want to get together in person. So we already have the network online for us to be able to move into this next phase of calling the walk-ins together in person.
1: Yeah, because I loved going to those groups and traveling and just meeting other walk-ins. Oh, yeah. and, and Absolutely. In my practice right now, I see literally lawyers and bankers who are yes. and doctors who are having a walk-in doctors. experience.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yes. And yes. it's
1: just so amazing. <laughs> and I just think that you hit the nail on the head when you said the safety part of it. Mm-hmm. that they're able to mm-hmm. go and talk about the safety of the integration of their walk-in experience that they're having mhm mhm and so to find help and take... resources between yeah yeah go ahead yeah how long does it take to in... oh, now this is probably um to integrate a walk-in like it used to. It seems like it used to take a longer time than it is obviously now. But yeah, what you're is right. I think so. Of, yeah. What I should be I think it, it
0: is. It is much faster now, and I think it's because of the support that we have with the high energy frequency fields that our ET um, counterparts are beaming toward the Earth right now. That is making it speed up. Everything is speeding up, and the walk-in process is speeding up because it's like. Um, some of us that walked in in the 80s, 90s were almost like, yeah, I'll go, I'll be the guinea pig. Yeah, here, give me a body, I'll, I'll give you a try. And you know, it it had some flaws in the plan. It had some some very uh, almost everybody had fibromyalgia that was walking in because the body was just put into shock almost of trying to navigate this higher voltage of energy that came into a body that was already trying to die in order to uh, facilitate the death process of the the releasing of the natal soul or original soul uh, in order to bring in the higher consciousness. I think there have been some tweaks and our friends in high places have modulated the codes and the programs that are needed for us to be able to facilitate much quicker and without so much trauma, uh, without so much uh, devastation to the family structure. Now, it's not to say that that still choices are made and and relationships end and new ones begin when there's a walk-in but the trauma associated with the physical body is usually not as extreme
1: now as it was 20 years ago. Yes, yes, that's what I'm seeing because I remember in that program and we would watch people and the trauma that would happen to the body as mm-hmm. they were trying to mm-hmm. integrate the energy was
0: pretty yep. pretty yep.
1: significant. Absolutely. So if our, re- if our listeners out there are needing a beginner's book to read about walk-ins and I know that you have written some books what is um, what's this book or some sound information about that subject you could give to them
0: Um, well on my website there is a compilation of several different places that I have looked online and found some good information So I would recommend going to WeAreOneInSpirit.com, click the About tab, and you'll see a drop-down menu. Click on Walk-Ins. There is an entire page for walk-ins, how to tell are a walk-in. There's other resources, books listed, um, websites, links out. To other sites where you can glean some more information. So that would be a wonderful place to to start. And of course, the book that I wrote was was 2011. I think that was 2011 when that book came out. And I understand so much more about the walk-in process now than I did even at the time of that book so you know it is a good basic manual a good basic instructor people read it and they go oh my goodness that's exactly what happened to me so I know that there is some alignment still uh, with even that older information Um, I guess the best way to to find information now is the the internet because we've got so much out there now that wasn't out there in 99 when I walked in or when you walked in. Uh, we were just like uh, forerunners and uh, taking our, our sledgehammer and kind of forging a new path and uh, breaking up the fallow ground to try and, uh, you know, see what is it we're down here to do now. <laughs> you know, what is yeah. this body that's falling apart and now you want me to accomplish a mission? Whoa, wait a minute. Yeah. So, you know, now <laughs> that we're past that, we have laid the groundwork for it to be easier for other people to to be able to facilitate a walk in, so the information is out there is what I'm saying. The information is out there all over the internet now yeah so, if, so if follow audience follow your intuition
1: <laughs> yeah that's a that's a good, good, good So what is your website again? Did you say we are all one?
0: We are one in spirit. We are one. We are okay. one, we are in, are spirit. one. .com. in spirit. Okay.
1: Okay. And who have been your mentors and um, on this journey to help you be authentically who you are and um, being on the path that you are on? who have been your major mentors and helpers to help you
0: <sighs> hmm. be
1: who you are? You know what? I, I that again is
0: one of those uh path those trendsetters, those pathfinders, those way showers and it's been through trial and error, listening to my own guidance. Not having information I think has forced me to look inward yeah. for my answers. So I have not really had mentors per se that I have looked to as teachers or Or, you know, oh, I listen to this person all the time. It's more like if I'm intuitively guided, then I'll run up on somebody like Matt Kahn or or somebody like um, uh, Jerry Sargent or um, Abraham Hicks. I guess everybody has done Abraham Hicks. But it's like whatever resource I need at that time is usually to confirm something I'm already receiving or pondering, thinking about. Or experiencing in my client session, I'm, you know, something strange may happen in one of my clients' sessions, and I will go, okay, universe, what just happened? What is that about? And then I'll find somebody who has that piece of information that helps to uh, connect the dots, if you will. So I really haven't Mm -hmm. had a mentor. (laughs) I've had to Mm -hmm. be the mentor, both to myself and to others.
1: (laughs) Can you relate? Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, I (laughs) agree. We had no manual when we first started walking and I didn't Mm -hmm. even believe in that phenomenon when it was happening to me. I mean, like, what the heck Mm -hmm. is happening? I was so disconnected even from my, um, I have five children, Mm -hmm. and, my fifth child, I thought, like, who the heck are you? I mean, it's just <laughs> such an interesting phenomenon. And I had to kind of mm-hmm. uh, figure out her soul a little bit more. And um, mm-hmm. so, yeah, I think that it's happening quicker and easier and hopefully we'll be able to uh reformat And I love it that they're giving you the mission of perhaps um, – bringing We International back into a form so we can meet each other and um, support each other on this journey that's, that's so needed here upon the planet at this time. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm thankful as well. Yes. Yeah.
1: Any last words you would like to give to the listeners during this program well, I tonight just want before, to before offer, we close? Yeah, I just want to offer them an opportunity to get in touch with me.
0: Uh, I offer a free 15-minute get-to-know-you conversation, either on Skype or Zoom or the phone or, or however you want to connect. And just if you will just want to share, if you just want to share something, um, you know, or ask a question, that that's a, a, a great way to to get some personal um, one-on-one with me. 15-minute conversation. And just go to my website, weareoneinspirit.com. Look under the contact. Tab and you will find a form that you can fill out that will allow you to set up that fifteen minute call. Yeah. And would it be okay yeah. with you if I if I do just a brief light language just in case there's somebody out there who's in the process of a walk in and just needs I some codes to
1: could I do that? Absolutely, absolutely. I have a okay. young woman in my office that's just raising her hands in celebration. So, <laughs> <You're
0: listening. laughs> okay. All right. So let me just
1: uh, just
0: bring in a transmission for these beautiful souls that are integrating walk-ins that are bringing in higher versions of themselves, and let's just allow that to happen peacefully and gently. On daravi Hollando kararai me ei olla. Hatekula Kashke Hollandohan Hande mäne Ola Hatke Atentula attention la ma kerru ve. Ha kin Kurama Ye oha nemo la hatke re uula hatke la uula atakos etekula Ula haten jännämäkäi. Doraba kishko, hatva hany, hode, hode. Oshkene mahni,
1: hode.
0: Danan e akola, kora broku hunda, hatashen malayakuta bakienakai, enakai, enakai. Peace, peace, peaceful integration, connecting oneness, wholeness, being all of who you are, loving all of who you are, being in the flow now and always. And so it is, and so it is, and it is
1: so. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you so very much. You're welcome. Whoa. Thank you. I appreciate this. Well, Thank you for offering that last bit of light language. Mm-hmm.
0: I My privilege. Definitely feel thank that. Thank you.
1: Mm-hmm. And again, thank you for saying yes to the star gathering that we are going to be having here. I'm looking forward to meeting you. So mm-hmm. please. I'm looking forward listening. to it too. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Um, Take this beautiful lady up on her suggestion of her last words is that she is offering you uh, what I call when she says, when any speaker says I'm offering um, 15 minutes of free consultation to just call and talk and ask a question. I always tell everybody that's an opening. That's a portal right there that you have an opportunity (laughs) to walk right through and to connect with Yvonne Perry, and she will help you uh, connect with her information, and or if she um, cannot help you, she will uh, move you on to another person. But you've just heard her frequency. She is the real deal, everybody, when I ask your questions again, Yvonne. <laughs> Um, you blew me away, No, so if, and, or but, you fluidly spoke wonderfully. So thank you so very, very much. Thank you so very much. Thank you, Hope. I would thank you, Hope. You are so welcome. You are welcome. Next to time we are going to meet is going to be on November 26th, believe it or not, which is a Tuesday night. We will be live on that program again. Uh, Janet Barrett, B-A-R-R-E-T-T, is going to be on the program. Janet is a conscious educator. She helps people recognize and appreciate themselves as creative, vital, and dynamic humans with the wonder of consciousness at their core. She offers a state of awareness to share in where others can redefine who they are. She helps doers become just beings in their expressions. So it is a delight uh, to have Miss Janet on the program. I've been on her program. We've connected several times, and so I'd ask all of you to join us once again for that program. Once again, I want to thank Yvonne Perry. You just heard her frequency of vibration, her light language, All of you who heard that, you can feel the resonance of the truth of that here at the Hope Interface Center as well as this temple. We indeed want to give you the absolute utmost integral frequency we can possibly um, give to you. Any of our speakers and guests uh, on our programs at the Hope Interface Center, any of the events that we have here at the Hope Interface Center, is to bring ascension and hope and love and joy. Um, and deep appreciation for our oneness. So um, please uh, contact Yvonne and just let her know how much we appreciate her here. And to all of you, until we meet again, I want to just namaste you all. Namaste, namaste, namaste. Happy Halloween. The air is thin, the veil is thin, and uh, release and allow the energy to flow in. Uh, God bless you all. Mm-hmm. Bye bye.
0: Thank you, Yvonne. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Pure Hope by Reverend Janice Hope Gorman. And until next time, remember that true greatness consists in being great in the little things. Be kind. Be gentle. Be loving. Be true.